Yo, what's going on, people? Welcome back to another episode of Chatting the Most. It's your boy T. I'm back. We back, baby. We back. Um, today, I am joined by a good friend of mine, Meg Scott. What are you saying, Meg? Yo. Meg's got a um a degree in psychology. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be a good idea for us to have a conversation about mental health. I was meant to do this in November for men's mental health, but our timelines schedules didn't align. Um, so yeah, Meg, just tell the tell the people about yourself. So yeah, I've got a degree in psychology, like T mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now a youth worker as well, and I work with young people who are um, using drugs and alcohol. Um, I have got personal experience with mental illness. I've got mental illnesses myself, so anything I say, I'm not like a registered healthcare professional. I'm just saying it from personal experience. Um, and to give a little advice, because everything I've learned can be imparted onto you. Big facts. Um, but before we get into all of that, how are you, Meg? How are I'm you? I'm good. I mean, I had like a week off work with COVID and mm. then another two weeks off for Christmas. So like getting back into it is so busy. Yeah, I was, I'm not going to... We got COVID around the same time, right? Yeah, literally. I was quite excited because I've had three, three, I had three weeks off work. I was gassed. Yeah, so did I. I was so gassed. I was gassed at the time, but now like it's long getting back into the swing of things. Nah, so I, busy. mate, I wish I still had it, to be honest. I'm, I need, like, another week to <laughs> just chill, chill out at home. How was your New Year's? Yeah, nothing special. I just stayed in with my mum. How was yours? Jealous. I was just at the crib firm, just doing illegal things and chilling. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that willpower? <laughs> Listen, I don't have any of that. I don't have any of that. But, um, flip. Like you were saying, you said you, you yourself have your own... Um, like mental illnesses right would you say that everyone has some kind of mental illness because i feel like mental health is an issue that like you hear about and it's if it seems like only certain people have it but i feel like everyone does at some point i think everyone has the ability to develop it Mm. that's why you can never be complacent I lived 19 years of my life with not one single mental health issue. Yeah. Um, And then all of a sudden, due to some trauma, I now have about three different mental illnesses. And I never, ever thought it'd be me. I hear that. Do you you mind saying what they are? No. Um, I've got post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm. I've got panic disorder. And I've got health anxiety. Okay. So it's a real concoction. So what, what, if I was to say what is mental health to you, what would you actually say? Like, what is mental health, Meg? So mental health is, um, people use the term often as like a negative thing. Mental health is your mental health as a whole. So people sometimes get confused between mental health and mental illness. Yeah. So everyone has mental yeah, health. Yeah, I feel, this is what I'm saying. Everyone's got mental health. Yeah, everyone has mental health. Like we all have physical health. Yeah. Mental illness is different. Mental illness can come from genetics, chemical imbalances, yeah, trauma, yeah, yeah. diet and lifestyle. So really, alcohol, people drugs. need to learn to differentiate the two. Ideally, kind of. yeah, because a lot of um, a lot of people sort of say, "Oh, I've got bad mental health," and people might think they mean mental illness, but you can have a bad day yeah, yeah, yeah. and not have a mental illness. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
Um, because depression is one, right? Depression is mental illness. Mm. Um, which is something that I think I've definitely had or probably have. Yeah, I think you do as well. Um, but I don't. I wouldn't say I have anything else. Not not that I know of. Um, yeah, I mean, like some people go their whole life and they never really suffer, or some yeah. people will have PTSD for a time and recover, or get a bit of anxiety before, you know, like anxiety provoking situations. Yeah. But a mental illness, when you're in the midst of it, is sort of an ongoing. It feels never ending. It's more intense. Yeah. Like for me, I experience it really physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've always wondered, like, when people say they get anxiety and it's like their heart starts racing and all of this other stuff, is it triggered by... What is it actually triggered by? Everyone is different. Mm. Um, For me, it's always triggered by health-related things or if I don't feel... So, because I have health anxiety, if I feel... What is health anxiety first? It's basically the anxiety around your health being ill. Oh, okay. But sometimes I get it around other people's health. Okay. Um it stemmed from basically when I was nineteen I just I took loads of drugs. I didn't overdose but it's along those lines. Yeah. And I was in hospital on a heart monitor for a good few hours. Um and since then i think it just brought to life the fact that like things can go wrong yeah because before then i never i was never an ill child you know what i mean never been to hospital none of that so it i think it brought that all to life and then now that's my biggest trigger really anything so like for example if you're on a night out and you think and like all your friends are doing drugs you get anxiety no that doesn't trigger me no no. Um, what would trigger me would be, like, for example, the first time I had COVID. Yeah. The thought is like, oh my god, I'm gonna be breathless. I'm gonna yeah, have a heart yeah, attack. Yeah, yeah. Like really, really irrational thoughts. Yeah. Like something like if you just had a stomachache, you would be like, calm. I've got a stomachache. Yeah. For me, I'm like, I've got fucking kidney stones. <laughs> I've got cancer in my stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one extreme to another. Um. People would say I'm a hypochondriac, but sometimes that actually offends me because I have a mental illness. It's not like I'm doing this shit on purpose. You know what I mean? What's I, a hypochondriac? Where like you, you always catastrophize about how ill you are yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Well, I'm a really healthy person and yeah. I don't, I only generally say that I'm ill when I'm generally feeling ill. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it does annoy me when people say hypochondriac because like it's actually a mental illness. Yeah. Is it actually... um? One thing that I was reading up on recently was that it is actually a chemical imbalance that causes this to happen. Mm. What is it though? Because um, I, like... I think it's 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 being researched in science. I yeah. think what um, what I know about that, obviously, I'm not a scientist, but for example, anxiety it comes from an imbalance of dopamine often, mm. um, and it's related to your GABA production. GABA is, I think it's a, um, what's that word? It will come back to me. But it's, it's within your brain. Basically, you naturally create it. Yeah. But often people with anxiety have less GABA. Yeah. So that's why like, I take a supplement of L-theanine because it helps the production of GABA. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, with depression, it's a chemical imbalance of serotonin. Okay. So you can take things like 5-HTP that help yeah. your serotonin. What? 
but it's not always as simple as okay, you take a supplement and it goes away. It, it, for example, for me, like it's deep rooted trauma. So yeah, yeah. L-theanine helps, but it's not getting to the root. But is it? Because I'm, I've always thought like, for example, if I'm at work, if something's going on wrong at work or if something's happened in the past before and I've got past traumas, that would that would be the reason that I have any type of mental illness, not because of some kind of chemical imbalance. Do you know what I mean? Because like... Yeah, well, I guess the mental illnesses themselves can also cause the chemical imbalances because when your body's like in fight or flight mode or something like that, then the, all the chemicals are rushing to one place and then they need replenishing yeah. or, you know, like dopamine for example what's a good example you see how these days we're all on social media all the time scrolling 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 yeah at first it gives you a dopamine rush let's say yeah feels good all that whatever whatever but eventually it's actually detrimental to your dopamine Mm -hmm. so it's good to have long breaks off social media and that's just one example but It's one that's very toxic that a lot of people don't acknowledge. I need to do that actually because I'm always on social yeah, media. Yeah, I usually do the whole month of January off it, but yeah, I'm a bit delayed. I need to get on that. How often do you implement like stuff like um, social media, a social media break, or what? What other what other things do you do to kind of help? Boy, um, I do loads of stuff because. If I don't, I feel like I just go into complete meltdown. I feel like there's a lot of things that really keep me on the straight and narrow. Yeah. And often, like, I'll I'll be doing these things for a time and I'll be feeling good. So I'll stop doing them, get complacent, and then I start feeling shit again. So I have to just implement them again. Yeah. So it's about being consistent for these things to work. Um. But yeah, I take a lot of supplements, a lot of adaptogen herbs like ashwagandha, which is really good for anxiety. Um, I feel like I could literally write a book on this shit. Yeah. But obviously, I'm not a healthcare professional. This is why I needed to speak to you, because mm. I don't know. Like, obviously, everyone knows about mental health, but I feel like people don't really know. I think, yeah, you... you When you want to know about something, you take the time to learn in it. So, yeah. for me, because I don't want to be like this, I've taken the time to learn yeah. how to get better. Would you say... So, say, for example, if... if Theoretically, I have childhood traumas, which I do. Mm. Going to see a therapist mm. would help combat or help in making sure that my mental health stays intact and doesn't lead to some kind of mental illness. Yeah. So I don't think you always need to have experienced trauma to go to therapy. Mm. Um, but if you have, then you should go to therapy. My personal experience with therapy, though, is... I did a bit through the NHS, but it was like online stuff. It was Everyone's see- told me NHS is dead. Yeah, it's dead. It's dead. So I went private. I paid private, like £60 an hour with this woman. And she was doing like talking therapy, like yeah. what, like the traditional therapy. A bit like Sigmund Freud, you know, like psychology. Know Freud, yeah, yeah, so she really digging into my childhood. Like yeah, It's yeah, like yeah, she yeah. was looking for like some long time abuse or yeah. like, you know, like that traditional... Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's nothing there I'm like it all started when I was 19 I was in hospital from the drugs and all this stuff like I know when it started I just need to know how to deal with it but every session I think I did about six sessions with her I didn't learn anything yeah like she gave me a couple of good analogies that helped me understand my brain but I didn't she was trying to dig into trauma and not give me coping mechanisms yeah 
so I've stopped that, but now I'm about to start with a new therapist doing cognitive behavioural therapy, which will focus on coping mechanisms, giving me homework, exposure therapies, all of this stuff that will help me yeah. like regain control of my mind, basically, because it focuses on how your thoughts and behaviours are linked yeah, and emotions are linked. I really find them... Um stuff like that really interesting like mm-hmm. i want to go see a therapist just to see what they can kind of get out of me you should definitely do it i mean i'm not <clears> saying <throat> the nhs because a lot of things they do are amazing as anything they're um overworked and underpaid but if you're gonna do it i would do it private yeah like when you're paying for it you in a way like they make more of an effort yeah i suppose yeah that's another thing as well i've always thought are they just they must be finessing niggas certain times. Well, with the NHS, they they try and put you in group therapy or make you do online things. It's yeah. not always one-to-one straight away. Yeah. I mean, some other people might have had a better experience than me, but yeah, yeah. maybe it's just this borough. I don't know. But um, I definitely think pay private if you can afford it. I think you just, you build more of a rapport. You, you get to choose when it's like when how it's long on, you do yeah. it for if you want to do it for five years. How many hours do you do normally? Like, say it's one, one hour session. a week. Okay. Okay, calm. I thought you were doing like three hours a day. I was thinking shit. Fuck it. That, I more. feel like that's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay, so genetics, you were saying before, is also something that can... Mm. Yeah, so that's, that is often spoke about how genetics play a role in mental illnesses. Um as in like sometimes it's passed down in families i mean i don't know too much on that when i look at my own family i don't i mean i see like one of my nans has a lot of anxiety and stuff and maybe it was passed on but i know like for me it came from a place of trauma Mm. it's different for everyone sometimes as well as genetics it's learnt behavior if someone sees their parent who's depressed and always in their room lights off no natural light coming in yeah, yeah, yeah. not talking to people stuff like that it's a learnt behavior i hear that i find it i actually find it really interesting that you don't the mental illnesses that you do have all came from this one thing that happened to you at 19 yeah i mean i would That's, be interested to see if that didn't happen to me whether they be, would have developed yeah. later on so before nine before this happened you genuinely did not have not at all anything at all I was fucking reckless. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why you just you just didn't take the time to to actually notice them. Maybe. Until yeah, I mean, definitely doing drugs when you are young is it fucks you up. Like yeah. you, your developing brain, you're you're literally annihilating your developing brain. You're yeah. breaking up all the neural pathways that need to be developed. You're literally fucking shit up. And yeah. that is what I have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's understandable. Like sometimes I, I find it easier to accept because I know that it's understandable that I'm like this because yeah. I, I was doing drugs from like, I from was doing young, young. class A's when I was 15. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. But from, it got lot, me where I am because now I'm working with young people doing the same shit. So. Yeah, I was going to say that's yeah. it's a good sign that... Mm. I need to stop eating these sweets. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> the fact that you've turned it around, though, and now you're, like, kind of using it to help other young people. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm really drooling from these sweets. The fact that you're um, that you're using it to help other young people's 
it's a good thing because like you could have you could have gotten this mental illness and just it could have just been downhill period yeah well when i first developed it i couldn't leave the house for about a month couldn't be on my own yeah um did you ever feel like suicidal in that yeah i've I've felt suicidal a lot of times to be honest um not because I don't enjoy life and because I don't want to live, but because I don't want to live like this. Yeah, it's just long, isn't it? It's fucking it's long. It's fucking long. The physical sensations that I experience sometimes feel like death. What do you mean? And I'm like, I would rather just die. Like what? I'm not suicidal now, by the way, guys, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I am. <laughs> You're not. Yeah. Um, no, I get awful heart palpitations. Like, really, really. I've had to call an ambulance about four times. Yeah. Um. Yeah, bear shit. I also find it interesting how, as men, I don't think we really open up about um no. our mental health or our mental illnesses. Mm. Um. No, you don't. I think I. I think I try. Well, but... you're much more open than a lot of men, and that's not like me trying to talk shit on any men, but. I understand that, like, some household environments don't allow men to be open from a young age. Mm. And that's why they develop that that fear of opening up. Or if they're constantly being told to man up and shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck is that? That's so toxic. How can you tell someone to man up? Like, what does that even mean? It's true. I had a kid today, actually, at work who was... um I can't remember what the conversation was, but we were talking about crying. And he was like, yeah, but I'm just a kid. Men don't cry. And I was like, what? I was like, men cry. Like, I cry sometimes. Yeah. And he was like, no, you don't. And I was like, yes, I do. He was like, no, you don't. Men don't cry. And I was just like, this is just a never-ending cycle of young boys being told that they shouldn't be expressive of how they feel. Yeah, they shouldn't well, feel certain ta- They shouldn't feel certain emotions or feel certain types of way because they are men. When I'm a parent, I will encourage my kids to feel all their emotions because yeah, that is part of being a human being. Because, you know, enough times I hear girls say, my man doesn't show emotion, my man's got no emotion, but what would you do when he cried? What would you do? You would probably not like it, say he's weak, all of this shit, yeah? And then you're trying to say he's got no emotion. He suppressed his emotion because of how you chat about it. Yeah, facts. No, that's true, you know? Like, in as much as men obviously play a role in, 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 in that whole take on being a man, women, it's true, what you just said, actually. Mm. Like, if I was to cry... Are you gonna be um, accepting and open and listening to what I have to say, or are you just gonna be like? I would prefer. I mean, she's I gonna prefer. get the ick. Yeah, that's what. We're, yeah, she's gonna start For saying. Real. You're when, giving me the when ick. people say get the ick when <laughs> like when man quiet films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like true. at least he has emotion, hun. It's true. Big facts. There's enough guys that have suppressed their emotions, and it's sad, and it's. Um, as you say, like the younger generations, they're learning from it, and it's not. It shouldn't be like that. No, it's a never-ending cycle, and mm. we need to be um, proactive in changing that for the youth. Hundred mm, percent. For sure, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think what else we had touched on before that we wanted to touch on. Um, your diet and lifestyle. I'll say, mm. me and you had a little chat. When was it? When when we had a little catch up that time like two months ago three months ago maybe when we went for a little walk mm. um and i'll say i was in quite a um i was in quite a oh yeah 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 
I don't even know what to say, what the word is. Bad place? In a bad place, yeah. Um, I wasn't taking gym, like, I wasn't taking gym serious at mm. all. Um, I didn't give a fuck about my diet. I was just eating whatever the fuck I wanted. Um, but I've noticed in the last, like, month, month and a half, that now that I have started putting more effort into going to the gym, enjoying the gym, mm-hmm. and um, thinking about what I'm putting in my body, I'm definitely in a better place. Mm-hmm. My mental health has gotten better. So for you as well, would you say that gym, because gym and diet is yeah. something that you're passionate really passionate about. about as well? I think what is important to say here, though, what I have learned is that exercise, right, depending on what exercise you do, can actually put stress on your body. Mm. So say like I used to like lift heavy weights, like I used to deadlift like, I mean, it doesn't sound a lot, but it was a lot for me at the time, like 60, 70 kg or squat, maybe like 50 kg. I don't know. Anyway, that was when I was much more overweight. But exercise like that actually puts your body in a state of stress. Yeah. And so does like intense, um, like running and stuff like that. Yeah. So for someone like me, who's already physically stressed, yeah. exercise like that is counterproductive. Yeah, I get you. So learning ways to exercise and move your body that is going to benefit you is what is more key. So yeah. for me now, like I don't lift heavy weights. I'm focusing more on calisthenics, body weight stuff, mm. um, like resistance bands, yeah, yeah. yoga, stretching, all of them things that I enjoy in the moment and yeah. don't put extra stress on my body. Yeah. I think we're in this culture now where like girls especially they just want fat glutes and you know all of this stuff but like how is your mind hun yeah it's true like are you putting yourself under all this pressure calorie deficit or all of this stuff but like how is your mind because if your body looks amazing it doesn't mean shit if your mind mind is not matching it yeah Yeah. it's true that's facts actually and that's what I've learned and I've, we were, I was having this conversation with, um, with a few of the boys the other day and we were saying like, it's always the, oh no, is that mental health or is that just personality? But we were saying how like, like all the fitness girls, like they're good looking, but they aren't usually, one, they're usually boring. Two, mm. them they're usually screw looses as well. Mm. Um not to generalise all of you guys, but mm. <laughs> just saying, in a lot of cases, that's what I've seen as well, right, from a lot of the girls that I, I know personally. I would say the same for a lot of gym guys, to be honest. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of gym guys, they just fucking love themselves. Yeah. They just, like, want to get their dick wet. <laughs> all that testosterone from working out. Yeah, facts. Um, Again, I'm not generalising, but... It's, an, it's just um, observation. It's that culture sometimes in the gym, you know? Like, everyone wants to be the best. Like, why Why are you all competing with each other? It's true. Like, girl, if you got a big batty, I'm happy for you. More power to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Go for it. Like, I appreciate your bum. Yeah. I'm, maybe I'm jealous of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, it's not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I need to go ham in the gym because I want to look like that. Because I know that it's not right for my mind. Yeah. That's true. I think, yeah, that's another thing as well. Because, like, I've met a few guys in the gym. Um, I've met this one guy called... I'm not even going to say his name. <laughs> I met this one guy. He's, like... I think he's, like, 18. Mm. Um, 
And just from the start of the convo, he was just like, you look really strong, bro. And I was like, yeah, thank you, man. You look strong as well. I was like, nah, I'm trying to get like you. I'm just like, gee, like, you don't <laughs> even know. That, what's that? What was that thing where it was like, I'm trying to be like you, I'm bro. I'm trying to be like yeah. you, gee. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I think it's just was the thing Was it Mo that, the comedian? I think, was it Mo? I think it was okay. Mo. But it is just the thing that men, like women do it too, surely. Trying to be like, obviously they don't probably say it the same as we do, but. Yeah, I mean, like, I would say if someone inspires me or, like, I, I aspire to be like them, but yeah. I wouldn't say I'm trying to be like you because I'm just trying to be like me. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. only one of me. That's the thing, like, I've don't, I don't think I've ever been in the gym and been like, oh, I need to look like this guy. I mean, one, don't, I don't get care. me wrong, I've seen some girls' bums and been like, fucking hell, why yeah, don't yeah, I yeah. look like of that? Of course, you can appreciate this guy. Yeah. Clearly, he's taking gym serious. He's aesthetically, he looks sick, but I don't care enough to wear it the first thing I'm going to say in the conversation is I'm trying to be like you. I need yeah. to get... Do, 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 do you know what I mean? Anyone that says that is insecure. Yeah, I think Anyone so well. that says that to you is insecure. And I'm not saying that in a way of judging anyone. I don't... Everyone is insecure, I believe. I think so too. But anyone that says that outwardly is something that they're battling with. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like a lot of times, like, when... For me, I can only speak for myself. When I say I'm trying to be like you most of the time, it's just a conversation filler. I'm not trying to be like oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. In any way, shape, or form, I like being myself. I'm not gonna lie, but it's just a combo for a more time. But I would like to be myself without all the panic and anxiety. I'm in. I'm actually. I want to know what you would have. What what Meg could have been like if she, if she wasn't, if she hadn't been banging drugs from fifteen. Boy, I don't even know if I would have gone to uni though. That's the thing. We Dragon. might not have ever met. It's true. That's very true. I don't know where my life would have gone. I would, like, if I was never hospitalised when I was 19, I would still be doing drugs now. And God knows where I'd be. I wouldn't be doing this job, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, we probably wouldn't have met, actually, really and truly. Mm. How did we... How to, <laughs> Tell the people how we met, actually. Uni was jokes. Like Uni, uni was, was lit. Oh, why aren't we at uni now? If I could... I just want to do first year again. That's it. Double two years. First year was unreal. Shout out everyone that we met there. Facts. I literally love you all. Like for real, uni changed my life. Cause I came from a place where I was literally scared to leave my yard. I was so mentally ill. Yeah. And I'd done my application and I got in and there was a part of me that did not want to go. Yeah. But I You didn't seem like that though. No, yeah. I mean, I don't ever seem like I have a mental illness. No one yeah, ever knows until I speak about it because I'm an extrovert. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. hide it well. The only time you'll know is if I'm feeling anxious and I say to you, I'm having a panic attack. It can literally come out of nowhere. Yeah. And people are like, what? You don't seem like it. And I'm like, yeah, internally, my yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, heart yeah. is fucking rumbling. Going crazy, yeah. But yeah, I came to uni and I was in a place where I just didn't, I was just fucking scared of everything. Yeah. And I'll never forget when my dad picked me up at the end of... You know the end of first year we went to breakfast together, do you remember? Oh, yeah, the last day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then my dad picked me up and he was like, I'll be honest, Meg, I didn't even think you'd make it through the first week. Swear. And here you are, you've made it through a year. And I was fucking bawling it. <laughs> Looking out the car window like a music video or something. <laughs> I was crying. I was like, oh my God, I've done it. <laughs> Um, and then yeah, that just motivated me to do the further two years. And yeah, I was gonna drop out first year. I remember that. 
I don't know if you, if I ever spoke to you about that. I think so. I probably did. Yeah. You were like, I probably do said don't do it. Yeah, yeah. You, did. you and Aisha were like the main reasons I didn't drop mm. out. Not gonna lie though, like I think my mental health was at its absolute worst when I finished uni, and I think it's because I don't know if anyone else can relate, but you go from like being around your friends all the time every day yeah having something to do having something to focus on and all of a sudden you're like fuck what am i going to do for money what am i going to do for a job where am i going to live because there's no way i'm going back to my hometown yeah, yeah, i know you can relate facts, facts, facts. like all of this stuff and i'm like shit 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 and i moved out of a house of five people i moved in with Piers and aaron so two boys and you know boys aren't as social as girls sometimes so i'm there like in the evening like who wants to watch a film with me and they're yeah. like Aaron's doing music, he's yeah, yeah, at yeah. work, and I'm just sitting there like, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say um, I would say the same. The the only two times that I can um, noticeably say like my mental health was um, wasn't wasn't great was straight after uni because of the same stuff that you said, mm. and then when I turned, I think when I turned 25 as well, because I feel like turning 25 just felt like quarter life crisis yeah like literally it's just like am i am i where i should be should i be yeah. do you know what i mean you just start i I, re- I feel the same i'm 27 this year like where has my life gone and also i wanted kids at 26 and i look at my life now and i'm like fuck that yeah facts i am a kid still like how like it's true how how did i think i was gonna have kids at this age i want kids just in case like what do you mean just in case, and it just in case. I like. I want a kid this year. Just in case, just what, in case though? something happens to me next year. Do you know what I mean? Just in case what I get hit by some... a car or something. Do you know what I mean? No shit. And then can your happen. kid has no parent. Like what? No, you... but it's not about the parent. Obviously, it's about the parent. It's they'll have all the about mom. the parenting. They'll have, they'll have the mom. But I'm saying, in terms of like carrying on, because for me, carrying on your just the line Legacy, of your family yeah. is very important for me. Um, well, you got siblings as well. What if we're on a fucking airplane going on holiday and it crashes and me and my siblings are on that plane what and you would leave your baby at home yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's covid times mm. but yeah no i i remember i used to think 28 i'd have met the love of my life we'd be planning on i'll be getting married at 28 and then 29 i'm ha- like we're having a kid mm. impossible that is that is impossible mm. one I'm 25, so that means I've got three years to find the love of my life. Life really changes within a matter of days, though, T. You could meet the love of your life in the gym, you could meet her in Audi, you know, like... No, it's true. All of that. You just don't know. And if if the love is real, you might be ready for a kid in a year. No, no, I've always always said to myself, and I've always promised myself, and this isn't... I don't think this is something that can break. I need to have known that girl, like, been with her for five years before I start doing any of that. What I've learned from relationships as well, yeah, is that, how can I word this? When you get in a relationship when you're reasonably young. Don't do it. One, don't do it. Anyone listening? I mean, for me, yeah, I'm like, I got in my relationship when I was 21, I think, or 20. Yeah. Now I'm 26. We are not who we were when we were 21. Yeah. We are running into obstacles that will change the rest of our lives. Mm. You are not who you were. And 
when relationships break up at our age, it's completely understandable because you've changed so much as a person that, you know, like the person you fell in love with, that like, is still them, but they've grown, they've changed, yeah, they've yeah, evolved, you know, yeah. like they've got different values in life to yeah. what they did when they were 21. Facts. For me, I used to drink alcohol fucking five times a week and now I don't even drink <laughs> yeah, once a true. month. You know what I mean? It's true. Everyone's different. It's, so I think getting in a relationship when you're like our age, yeah, the person should be established. They should know who they are. It's true. You should build that connection based on who they are as an adult. It's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. I don't even think... Um, No, that's a lie. I was going to say I don't even think anything... If you get in a relationship with someone... I was going to say, if you get in a relationship with someone from the ages of like 19, 20, 21, it doesn't really count. Mm. But... There, I do know people that have made it last, so... Well, for me, my relationship counts, people. you know what I mean? It's been very, very pivotal to my whole entire... Yeah, of course. ...learning about love. You know, what I've also learned is that, you know, two people that come together that have their own traumas... Yeah, it's going to clash. You, it clashes, but you're also very important to each other. That The attachment is fucking mad. Yeah, the, it's true. It's a real thing. You don't only get attached to your parents. You get attached... To to, that's, yeah. that's close to you really um, especially if someone that you're in a relationship with yeah but I mean relationships impact your mental health a lot like positively and negatively yeah. and, and that's why you have to be ready to get into one Yeah, facts. you have to because boy going into a relationship when your mental health isn't good it, it really it really is a a weight yeah that's why that's another reason why I think it's better. like like you said it's but obviously if you get in a relationship young and it works works like sick but um I'd, yeah shout out everyone that that's yeah. worked for <laughs> yeah, shout out everyone that's <laughs> that's making it work um, but at this age like you're saying you should know yourself more you mm. should know your mental health when I, mm. when I was nineteen getting into a relationship the last thing I was thinking about is the impact that my traumas or yeah. my mental health at the time is gonna have on the relationship and da 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 so yeah it's definitely an an, an important thing mm. healthy relationships equal healthy well yeah because when you're mental. in a relationship you now have to prioritize two people yeah when you're when you're single you only prioritize yourself it's it's easier to work on yourself i mean don't get me wrong when i was single i engaged in a lot of unhealthy habits yeah um a lot of sexual encounters that should not have happened yeah. a lot of that bullshit that yeah. I carry with me now but my relationship saved me from that yeah 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 and now what I've learnt through that and my relationship is what I won't do in the future yeah no it's true so there's benefits to being single and being in a relationship but you, it's just what works for you at that time in your life yeah I definitely feel like being single is so great for me right now um like you're saying the time just to like work on yourself it's so necessary because now you can now going into future relationships you know kind of you know i know myself more mm. do you know what i mean i know myself more yeah. i know what i should and shouldn't do in certain mm. situations based on like or how i shouldn't let my my traumas um impact certain certain aspects of my relationship mm. so it's true so let's go through some of the coping mechanisms for mental illness so like i said earlier little disclaimer i'm not a healthcare professional so if i say these things and it don't work for you or something fucks up for you then don't come running to me honeys um 
But this is just what has worked for me. So meditation, I would say it's something that you really have to practice and get into. When I first started doing it, I was like, fuck this shit. What is this? That's me. Like, how am I lying there with a guided meditation on and all of a sudden I'm thinking about what am I having for dinner on Friday? Like, what is that? It's not. But you do learn, like now when I meditate, I can be so present. How long have you been meditating for? Oh, I mean, I used to dabble in it from first year at uni. Yeah. But I started taking it seriously in 2018. Okay. I do different forms of meditation. Um, But always guided. Yeah, I think maybe I should try guided because I feel like I've tried it and I'm just, like you, like you said, I'm just sat there and then I'm thinking to, about You have to shit. keep practicing. I can't do it. It's so easy to be like, oh, this doesn't work for me, but you have to keep practicing. My brain's too active. I can't. But meditation helps your brain become less active. It, it teaches you how to focus on only one thought at a time. I suppose. I feel like I need to, I, I should start doing that actually because I don't know if you've ever noticed because obviously you're, you, you're looking at me from the outside, but mm. I don't really, in conversations, I'm not really, like, I don't really pay attention to you talk. Mm. Like I really tend to zone out or like mm. think about, I don't know. Well, like, I we having a conversation and, like, there's chitter-chatter going on in my head the whole time. Like, this whole time through this podcast, I've been yeah, thinking yeah. about other shit. Facts. That's about, that's, that's, that's the part of this modern world we live in. There's so much going on all the time that we've no, got so much to process. for me, it's literally, like, I won't even hear what you're saying mm-hmm. while I'm thinking about what I'm, what I'm thinking about. And mm-hmm. then... And then I'll try and catch up with the conversation mm. and then start thinking about what I'm going to say next yeah, and yeah, not yeah. actually being present in the chat. So I think meditation is um is something that I need to... Yeah, it helps sure. you train your mind for sure. Um, exercise, obviously we've touched on that. Exercise mm. that is right for you, your body, your mind. Yeah. Don't feel pressured that you don't look like whoever, whatever. Don't do exercise for to look good. Do it to feel good. I facts. think that's the main thing. Big facts. Yoga is something I'm trying to be more consistent with because when I do it, I literally feel amazing. I heard that yoga is um, for people that have PTSD. Mm. It can actually, um, whatever therapy you're on, it can mm. actually make that not even necessary. Just doing yoga constant. Well, again, it's to do with the breathing you do whilst you move your body. Yeah. It's that deep rhythmic breathing yeah. that really connects you to yourself. I sound like a fucking guru, <laughs> but that is that is why yoga works. Yeah. Um, I've done yoga like twice it's so hard you know I've done it twice a day for the past six days that shit is hard but it gets uh, normally what happens it gets to the 10th day and I'm like oh I can't be bothered and that's it I stopped doing it so I'm trying to be consistent Um, supplements are really important like I take a real concoction I've literally replaced all the illegal drugs I used to do with bare health yeah um, I, I need to um, adaptogen herbs as well. Yeah, CMOS every day. You always rave about CMOS. Yeah, well, do you want to know the best thing that that has cured for me? Well, not cured, but my IBS. Yeah. I developed IBS from doing so many drugs. Because yeah. I used to like, vomit, you know, like put it in yeah, a yeah, resonance yeah, swallow. Yeah. Um, and since I had CMOS, well... I don't, like don't want to get too explicit on a podcast. Yeah, we don't want to hear about you yeah. blowing up the toilet. It's good for your bowel movements. Um, healthy relationships, we touched on that as well. Work-life balance. Oh my God, I can't stress to you enough how important it is 
to not work yourself to the ground. You were not born to work. You were yeah. born to live. You need to live your life and work should be something that you do within that. Yeah, it's true. Like work-life balance is so important. If you don't have it, you need to find a way to get it because it's literally like the most important thing ever. You 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 cannot be a rat in the system if you're not enjoying your life as well. Yeah, it's true. I found that as well. Like since, because before, before we moved into this new house with like all my lot now, Obviously, I was renting a room in mm. it, and I could I can tell the difference from like when I used to go work and just go mm. back to this this house where I'm just renting a room off a yeah. couple to finishing work and coming back to a house where I'm with my friends. Yeah, the oh, difference yeah. is so crazy. I bet like that makes even on my mental sense. health, it's it's quite crazy. Yeah. Actually. Well, living with friends is just lit anyway. Like you can't you like you can come home and just some just days literally just chill out. Know, yeah, relax. Get, get carried away chatting. Yeah. Which is good. Um, therapy. I mean, if you can afford it, go private. Do it. You'll never regret it. It takes a while to NHS? find who works for you. NHS is free, but the the waiting lists are bare long. You don't always get what you want from it. Yeah. Um, but it depends what borough you're in or where in the country you live. But there's an I there's I think it's IAPT service where you can like self refer yourself for talking therapies on the NHS. And some people have had good experiences with it. Yeah. Um. Again, it depends what borough you're in. Depends what you get for it. CBD oil. Oh. I need some. You do. <laughs> I need some. It. I, need some I used to have the worst relationship with sleep. Yeah. I used to sleep so badly, have really bad nightmares, awful insomnia, yeah. hot sweats in the night. Yeah. I couldn't sleep unless Aaron was in the bed. Yeah. Like, really, really bad sleep patterns. When I started taking CBD, oh my fucking God, I can sleep 10 hours straight with only waking up to go for a wee. And, like, it just... It really changed my sleeping pattern to where now I don't need it to sleep. I can now sleep without it. How expensive is CBD? It depends on the brand. You need to get one with zero zero percent THC. What was the one that What was the one that you sent me that time? The, um... Probably Cannery. That's what I use. Yeah, it was Cannery. I yeah. need to buy that twenty. Oh, okay, yeah. That's what I use. So now I take it in the day because there's so many other positive effects. Like our in our system, we already have cannabinoids. Yeah. I can never say that word. Um, like obviously, when you bun weed, you've got the CBD and the THC. The THC gets you high. The CBD is medicinal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I think THC has some medicinal properties, but smoking gives you lung cancer and fucks up your lungs. Yeah, this is what this is smoking, why smoking oil. I don't care if it's a herb from the earth. <laughs> it is smoke in your lungs. Um, you need to have a tincture. You need to get that CBD oil under your tongue. Hold it there for two minutes. Swallow it. Yeah. You can get CBD tea, CBD gummy bears, all that shit. But again, that's got sugar. That's got all this. Just get a tincture. Yeah, I need to, I need to, I need to buy that. Because right now, yeah, my lungs, I don't, my lungs are collapsed probably right now. Well, um, I forgot it, to mention the Wim Hof method. Yo, the app is, I can hold my Have breath. Have you been doing my the life, I can hold my, I can hold my breath for like three minutes. Can you? Yeah. yeah. The longest I've done is two and a half. I can hold my breath for three minutes, which is crazy. Do your lungs should be calm then. No, but I, I haven't done it in like two months. And then since mm. moving into this house, we're like, every, it's literally every night. With. I've been doing it every day for a long time, even when I had COVID, every single day. Yeah. And I believe that's why I, I didn't get a chesty cough. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, when I had COVID, it just felt like a cold for literally two days, mm. and then I was fine. But Wim Hof method, though, cold water therapy. So this is I something that. that I'm trying to get better at. I do my cold showers every day, but I literally aspire to be those people that can just run and jump, jump in the, in the freezing water. cold water Impossible. because apparently it makes you feel amazing. <laughs> and for people like me that have anxiety and the physical sensations, apparently it's like the best thing. I think thing. it gave me anxiety. Because it you know. shocks your system. It, it gets... No, it gave me anxiety. I mean, it gives me anxiety thinking about I it. I fell in the ocean in Portugal, yeah? Gee... Yeah, but it's, it's yeah, but it's, it's all not. about Wim Hof controlling your breath when you're in there. Because when no. you fall in, you're like hyperventilating. <laughs> Gee, Get me out! About, what can I grab yeah, onto? Yeah, the last thing yeah. I think about is breathing. Yeah, but that's because it happened sharks, accidentally. And I think about yeah, giant well, squids and that yeah, trying to grab that. my leg. But when you do it, like there's a swimming pool in um, yeah, near Notting Hill or fuck? something, a cold water swimming pool. You can't jump in a cold swimming pool. No, it's cold. It's specifically cold water swimming pool. Like it's not your average swimming pool. It's cold water. You can't jump into a cold water swimming pool. No. I thought you were talking about the ocean. I can't even jump in a cold water pool. It's so fucking cold. That's crazy. I bet you wouldn't do it either. I definitely would. If no, it's you a, wouldn't. I'm let's only, go there. I'm only, I'll record you. <laughs> that's calm. Let's, let's do it. I'm only scared because it's the ocean, isn't it? This shit can grab me. In, in oh, no. The cold water the is, pool, is something about... I can do three minutes, maybe even five minutes in a cold shower, but it's something about being fully immersed, head under, shoulders yeah. under... Full body, having to breathe. Oh, oh, my God. But apparently it's really, really good for you. It is, so. you jump in, you come out, and then the next time you get in, it's warm. Yeah. But the thing is, I've got poor circulation in my feet, so like I'd have to wear them sock things. Oh, yeah. Where is this Where is this pool? There's one in central London. I can't remember what it's called. It's like, I'll, I'll find it and send it to you. Isn't there an outdoor pool in Teddington? It's heated in Hampton. Oh, it's damn. heated, though. Well, that was a great episode. Yeah, so all of these coping mechanisms, like, try and incorporate them into your life. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I do all this shit and some days I still feel hopeless. Yeah. But more days than um, I used to, I feel pretty good. Yeah. Well, I can... I'm just happy that you went from where you was at at 19 to where you are now. Literally. I love, love it. And... Thank you for coming on the pod. Thank you for having it's me. It's been a great episode. It's been a long time yeah. coming. We should do it again. What what can we talk about next time? Let's not spoil <clears throat> it for the people. But there will be Meg will be returning. Um now that she's gotten over her fear of speaking on the pod. My voice is monotone. <laughs> I don't know how I do spoken words so effortlessly and then on a fucking podcast I sound like I don't know what's monotone, but whatever that is. That's, that's why I, I always take like. the piss out of you when you answer your phone. Yeah. It's like, it sounds like I'm holding my nose, isn't it? All the time. Like constant <laughs> COVID or something. Fucking hell. Well, I'm glad you said it. But yeah, you know, I used to get bullied for it. And now that I do spoken word and I get, you know, all of them views, all of them likes, and I think, fuck the bullies. <laughs> <laughs> They're only liking it for, um, what's it called? Just to just to make you feel good about your voice. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> right, thank you for tuning into the Bye podcast. Bitches. Anyone that's made it this far, mad love, appreciate you. Big up yourself. Um, more episodes coming. Peace. Peace.